Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of a new rock podcast entitled For Those About to Pod. We salute you. My name is Brian Mealy, and with my co host Matt Rogers, we're going to be talking for about an hour on the major news, new releases, reissues in the world of rock today. So let me introduce you my co-pilot for this evening's first show, Mr. Matt Rogers. How, How are you, well? my friend? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. It's been an interesting week. It has. It's been a sad week, actually. It's been, um, you know, the news that uh, losing our the legend uh, that is was Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, sad times. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I I I looked through a lot of the um, tributes on Facebook, and I have to say, and I'm not afraid to say this, and ashamed to say this, I had a, I had a, a tear or two. Uh, people like Steve Vai, um, and and others, Sammy Hagar, lots of others said some really poignant things. And of course, um, what Wolfgang Van Halen said about his dad was was you know was very uh, emotive. So but yeah, it's sad times. Um, what did you think, Brian? Yeah, I, I, I was, a, I was the same. I, um, for me, I was. Uh, you, you always think about Eddie Van Halen, and where he is amongst the pantheon of great rock guitar players, and and usually in all of the polls, um, straight away everybody talks about Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Richie Blackmore, mm. Tony Iommi, and when it hit me. Genuinely, um, uh, the news, probably a, 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 the best way I could describe it was Jimi Hendrix in the, just took rock guitar in the late 60s, blew everybody away. And I think we had to wait till Eddie came along. Yeah. And and I think just the crossover, you know, uh, the, you know we'll, we'll probably, I'd be interested to know where you got to hear Van Halen from, because I, for me, when I heard 1980, when I heard Jump the Single, which is probably, mm-hmm. you know, whenever that released, that was a pop song. And then you're, you know, it's all the choruses and stuff. And then you just hear this wild guitar solo with this smiling guy doing the tapping in the fingers. And you're going, mm-hmm. where the hell does that come from? And then he's just done Beat It with with Michael Jackson as a favour for Quincy yeah. Jones. So I, I, it was a really, really sad day. And as you say, the, the tributes um, from great guitar players, like, you know, Brian May, you know, Noonan mm-hmm. Betancourt, yeah. everybody, you know. So, yeah. Where, where does he sit for you amongst the... He, he's, he's probably... He's top five for me guitar players. Yeah, I would say so. Certainly, absolutely. Um, and it, you know, it's, going back to what you said about you know guitarists that have kind of moved uh, the needle, as it were. Certainly, you know, you can maybe sort of think back to Les Paul, but not for for our time. Jimi Hendrix. I would possibly put Tony Iommi in there for a different reason because obviously he kind of created the sound. But then certainly Eddie Van Halen has created or created a kind of a style. Mm. Um, you know, that tapping yeah. technique. I know he didn't invent it necessarily, but he certainly mastered it yeah. and has been, you know, he really kind of created that as a as a as a as a way of, of kind of accentuating and elaborating on the kind of standard guitar solo. So yeah, certainly, um certainly you know, top 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 three, maybe even, you know, an absolute hero. And you know, like you said, he always at least in the videos we watched in some of the live footage, always looked like he was enjoying himself. Yes. And I think he enjoyed, obviously, like the rest of the band, enjoyed the lifestyle, let's say. Um, and I suppose in a way that was his demise. Um, you know, he'd, he'd been battling cancer, I believe, since 2001, um, which is, you know, what, 19 years ago now. And, um, you know, he was a big smoker. And apparently the the metal picks that he used uh, created the tongue cancer he had. And so yeah. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, really, you know. And it's, it's too many of our heroes going. You know, we've had Neil Peart this year and Pete Way and Paul Chapman and uh, and obviously now Eddie Van Halen and others along the way, Lee Kerslake and, yeah. and so on. It's, um, you know, I guess we're getting to that kind of tipping point. Um, 
in um, you know when they get to like late sixties, even seventies. Um, where did I start? I mean, I started Van Halen probably about nineteen eighty. Um, <laughs> my start. I'm a bit older than you, Brian, as you know. This will. Um, I can imagine this will be a theme over the week, over the weeks well, and months uh, to come. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, certainly around the time of Women and Children First, that yeah. album was out in nineteen eighty, and then. You know, really, obviously, then I kind of went backwards and with the, to the first album, which, you know, still I think is one of the greatest debut albums ever. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree. Absolutely fantastic songs on that album. Yeah. Um, my personal favourite, I mean, Running With The Devil, and then that kind of, that run from uh, Eruption through to You Really Got Me, and then uh, yeah. Ice Cream Man. You know, what a, what a song that is, a, a great bluesy yeah. song so yeah i mean i yeah sad sad loss how about you Brian? you said uh you were yeah i i was uh, 1984 yeah it was it was uh, there, there, i two things for um um it was kind of the advent of mtv so i remember i remember watch obviously top of the pops um i'm not quite sure i did did jump go to number one or certainly top 10 in the uk i'm not sure yeah, if it was number yeah, one single I think it probably went, yeah, certainly top 10, top 10. in the UK. Um, yeah. So I, re- I remember watching in the videos and obviously um, uh, um, for me, that was that was the iconic moment. But then I was looking off on Irish television. They did, um, they showed the metal day. Um, it was like three or four hours of the US Festival from 1983. Oh yeah. Which introduced me. So the bill, I always remember the Metal Day bill was um Quiet Riot. Yeah. Um it had Ozzy. Ozzy was on, uh, which I which was iconically the first live show of Jakey Lee after Randy had passed really? away. Um okay. Triumph. <clears throat> yeah. And, we'll, and we'll talk about we'll talk about Triumph uh, similarities maybe later. So I got to got to hear Triumph, never heard of that band before. Um, mm-hmm. You then got on to the, uh, Judas Priest uh, in 1983, yeah. um, Scorpions, and then yep. he- headline in that night was was Van Halen. And just as you say, Running With The Devil um, is like that iconic opener. They opened up their US Festival show with Running With The Devil. And it, they only showed maybe on Irish television like a 20-minute segment, but you got Running With The Devil... Uh, you really got me. Um, it, I think Ian talking about love was on it, and then they segued it where uh, again you. I'm not quite sure which al- album it's on, and uh, maybe Van Halen two or uh, or the third album where they did Happy Trails, where they did Happy Trails as like a four piece barbershop. So they walked out the four of them, and I think Diver Down. I think that's is it. Diver Down, and you've got four. I think so. Yeah, you've got four guys in front of. Hundreds of thousands of people going, happy trails to you. And Alex Alex Van Halen's going, bum, ba, do, do, dum, ba, do. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of going, and, you know, and there's David E. Roth in a pair of leather chaps with no backside in them. And you're going, you can do vaudeville and you can then rock out. And that, that was me. That was me hooked with, with Van Halen. I would say... Um, and it'd be interesting yep. as we, as we, as we, you know, with the with the parting of the ways with David Lee Roth in '84, um, you had, you know, kind of, you then had Van Halen, Van Hagar, mm-hmm. and then you yep. went into the David Lee Roth band. And I'd be interested where you sat, or 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 where where, you know, between sort of '85 and let's say '1990. Whose who's lights shone brighter for you during that or, or the material was more interesting to you? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, first of all, Jump got to number seven in the UK charts. All so right. I just, Thank uh, you. I just checked, um, which is pretty good um, when you think about it. Uh, I, um, I, I, I'm actually happy with both um, versions of, I say both. There were technically three versions of Van Halen. Obviously, if you count the Jar- Gary Sharon um, period, <laughs> Um, which we won't. It is a period. Um, it, it it was a short-lived period, all the same. I um, bought the album. I, 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 I bought it. Oh, I, did you? I've got Van Halen three. I um I I like this. I like both to be honest with you for different reasons. I mean, the Van Halen one 
the, the David Lee Roth era was, yeah. you know, gr- groundbreaking. Yeah. Had showmanship. Had vaudeville. Um, you know, had it had all sorts really. You know, as you say, you had Happy Trails, um, and then you had Panama, and you had Hot for Teacher, and then you had Ice Ice Cream Man, and so on. I mean, it was a, it was just, it was, it was what it was. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was fantastic yeah. musicianship. Yeah. But the musicianship, I think, went to another level with Sammy Hagar joined because obviously, I think. Yeah. He always gave me gave me the impression he was a bit more professional, and I mean that in a kind of he wasn't quite as vaudeville, quite quite the showman as um, as as Roth is or was he is. Um, and you know, I, I mean, for example, I I really like the uh, unlawful carnal knowledge album. I love it. Which has got a couple of greats. So I've got Pound Cake on there and yeah. Top of the World and and so on. I mean, you know, they did some great stuff with him. Obviously, the right now era was was great. You know that that song is is great, and so on. Mm. So I'm kind of I, I'm good with both. You know, I don't know much about the Gary Sharon period, to be honest. Um, I love Gary Sharon as a singer and entertainer performer, yeah. so I'm sure it was okay. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I, it's one of these things where um, I love David Lee Roth. I, I, I as a as a singer. I think Sammy Hagar is incomparable. You and I have both seen Sammy with with mm. Chicken Foot, and for a guy yeah. who's in his seventies and still still knocking it out of the park as a vocalist, even yeah. in the yeah. solo material, all the Montreux stuff, as a singer, Sammy Hagar is amazing. I didn't like I, I the fifty one fifty album, you know. That first track, I remember. I remember going and buying the. I remember getting in the CD, and the first track, which is is it called "Get Get Up Get Up" or "Get Off," and it's the opening. The opening track is the opening words that Sammy goes and he goes, "Hello, baby." Oh and, yeah, and I'm like going, Sammy didn't need to do that. That's a Davism, which Sammy didn't need to do, and and yet you listen to you know you listen to so that that first minute of that album is it was just I just went I can't listen to that that's Sammy trying to be that's Sammy trying to be Dave oh really and and it wasn't until years later OU812 is an amazing album it's got finish what you started I love that album and it's got it's just amazing album I love it OU812 is a brilliant album but I mm-hmm. went Big Roth the Eat em and Smile album with Vi Billy Sheehan, Greg Bizonette, you know, you, you look at Yankee Rose, Tobacco Roads, um, uh, L- L- Ladies Night in Buffalo, Going Crazy. That To me, as an album, that is one of, you know, you said it earlier, Van Halen 1 is probably one of the best debut albums of any band. Mm. Yeah. I think David E. Roth set out with Edom and Swell really strong with a strong band, followed it up with Skyscraper. And then after that, it was kind of like... <laughs> yeah, it so, went a bit south after that, didn't it? Yeah, so I kind of sw- I kind of jumped. I, yeah, I, I kind of... No, no pun intended. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I, I bailed on Dave after after Skyscraper and then was uh, uh, team, uh, team Hagar and have been ever since. And why not? Yeah, he's, exactly. as you say, he's, he, he, his music and when he has stood the test of time yeah. um, really well. So talking of uh, standing the test of time, beautiful segue there. Yes, all right. What do, yes. We, what, what, do we, what do we think about the new ACDC song um, and indeed the prospect <laughs> of a new album? Uh, see what I did there? You did, you did. Mm-hmm. Bit of a shot in the dark. Uh, uh, firstly, have you, heard, have you heard Shot in the Dark? I have. It's not a bit like the Aussie version. It's complete, <laughs> completely different. Um, this is the first new material um, from ACDC since rock um, since two thousand four. Rocker bust. And any and no, you just it's to the, no no it's, not, it's, it's since then two thousand eight was um, Black Ice. It must be two thousand two thousand fourteen was, was yeah not oh, was it fourteen two thousand fourteen six okay. years yeah no right. two thousand fourteen was rock uh, rock mm. bus so six years wow that long ago it is I did I th- and um I know obviously so when I think of the singles um um like when I when you go back to the the last three albums I've got high hopes for Power Up 
I really do because mm-hmm. Rocker Bust, when I think of the singles, uh, when I think of the single that, that led off uh, Rocker Bust, which was Play Ball, now I think yeah. Play Ball's just about two minutes, but I love that. Mm-hmm. It's a great single and Shot in the Dark, yeah. again, it's a really bluesy mid-temp, you know, it's, it's, it's ACDC. It is, it, it just is ACDC. It's just what we yeah. need right now. Yeah, no, I would tend to agree. It's certainly not anything, you know, they haven't kind of thrown away the model and started fresh and become Jethro Tull or Yes or someone. Um, I'm just surprised I, Mike quite, Portnoy's, I'm just surprised Mike, Mike Portnoy's not drumming for them because he's, you know, <laughs> he's drumming for everybody else. Yeah, that's true. No, I like, <laughs> I like the fact they've got as much of the, it's, let's say the the back in black lineup, which yeah. is to some people the cl- classic lineup. I'm quite pleased they've got that back, and it, I think in a way, and I think you know, you and I, you know, our friends have talked about this ad nauseum <laughs> when all the kind of rumors started and so on a couple of years ago. Um, that this this would be some sort of, I mean, knowing ACDC, it probably won't be, but you know, it it feels that it's one last hurrah. It's a kind of an, a homage to to uh well everything has gone before but obviously malcolm young having yeah. passed away in, in 2017 yeah. um you know it, it i think it, it everyone wants it to be good and if it's i mean i didn't really like rock or bust that much um and but i like black ice so hopefully it's more black ice than rock or bust i'd agree um I, I'd but agree. we'll see yeah. i think i think it's out on november the 20th something like that yeah um just in time for christmas obviously which is nice <laughs> good timing so i shall be asking father christmas to get me that um uh, yes. obviously well i i and as and as i say no and i and, and i think having a having i think as you said I, I, you know Mal angus has already come out in the press and said that this is a, a fitting tribute to to malcolm and i think a lot of the material that's i think malcolm's actually credited in all 12 tracks so yeah. a lot of the material, you know, it sounds that even though the band have only put out, you know, what, three albums in the last 15 years, etc. There's been a lot mm. of material that's been in the can. And, and I think what, what I like about, what I like about ACDC in the last 20 years is it's pretty much the same band that's recorded all of the material. This is the third album with Brendan O'Brien. Brendan yep. O'Brien, as you say, I thought I thought Black Ice was such a great album to come back on. You know, Rock and Roll Trains. Uh, uh, you know, I remember when we went to see them live. Um, it's a just a good good track, and there's mm-hmm. e- even just War Machine. Black Ice is a good strong album. It's not up there oh, yeah. with Highway to Hell or Back in Black, but it's it's a good AC. It's it, you you'll you'll pay your twelve bucks. Or oh yeah, yeah, you know for that. Oh, I think more like nine ninety nine, but no, yeah, no, I know what you mean. In Best Buy, um, in um, in in Amazon, um, or Woolworths, somewhere like that. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm looking. For, I am looking forward to it. Um, there seems to be a dearth of new stuff lately. I think a lot of bands are, a lot of artists are delaying putting stuff out. Although there are some new things coming out, but I mean, for example, the the Thunder album, Thunder have got an album done which they're waiting to put out next year presumably so they can tour it yeah. um and i think that's the key thing isn't it you know trying to get that out um that said there are some new albums out at the moment which i'm you know looking forward to but about the same token i think i was thinking about it today there are a lot of um you know 40 years 50 years obviously a big landmark but mm. there's quite a few um there's quite a few big reissues um, coming out, okay. which is which okay. which is nice. For example, and I'll give you an example. Uh, it's forty years uh, since uh, well, since, since a lot of things actually, but two two that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. One for obvious reasons, um, and I'll come to that in a minute. <laughs> but um, forty years since Ace of Spades was released. Oh, I didn't think um, you were going there. I was thinking about another band, but uh, don't worry, I'm going to go there as well. <laughs> And so we've got 40, and I'm looking forward to that. I mean, there's some good live material apparently with that. Um, and um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think it's some of it's remixed, remastered. There's demos, there's kind of rarities with that whole kind of 
Ace of Spades package. And I think if you're going to re- do a reissue and a remastered, then yeah, throw in some um, throw in some additional stuff. By the same token, or slightly different, there is a sense that we're doing a kind of record review, doesn't it? But um, mm. it's forty, also forty years uh, since uh, the first Iron Maiden album, which I remember buying at the time, and it came out on the same day as British Steel, apparently. Um, and uh, that has come, just been remastered. There's no there's no add-ons and rarities yeah, with that. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, of course, the big one that I am looking forward to is it's actually it's actually not a reissue. It's a re-recording of the. Um, the Here classic, we go, ladies and gentlemen. The, Here we go. The, band. the classic, <laughs> the hugely <laughs> influential <laughs> Diamond Heads uh, seminal debut sometimes known as the white album uh more often known as lightning lightning to the nations it's been re-recorded <laughs> with the current uh lineup of diamond head which i think i'm okay with i mean i love i obviously i, I bought the original still got it somewhere in its original white sleeve etc so I, I think i'm okay with the um with you know re-recording i mean his royalties to sean harris i'm sure he's not concerned no um but yeah i'm looking forward to that uh, but the icing on the cake, just before we go onto something else, Brian, I'll, mm. I'll go over to reissues with you. Uh-huh. Is um, and it's not forty years; it's actually forty-one years. But there's a, a new expanded version of "Strangers in the Night," probably the greatest live album ever. Oh, controversial! Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll come up to maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but in my opinion, possibly the greatest live album ever. And there's an expanded version, uh, which I think is eight CDs. Various concerts Seriously? from that obsession. Yeah. Wow. Various concerts from that obsession tour of 1978, 77, 78. And I think it retails at something like 35, 36 quid, which I think is great value. That's brilliant value um, for, for yeah. Be- so, bearing uh, in mind also. Yeah. Bear, bear, bear in mind what I've what uh, um what I'm paying for a similar probably same similar type of um uh, package for the Thun Lizzy Rock Legends one. Certainly not thirty five quid. So tell me about that Rock Legends thing. What's what's going on in that? Well, before let's let's before we move to Lizzy, I have to say, yeah. uh, and you and you touched on it. You touched on it in terms of great great live great live uh, um, great live albums. I will give mm-hmm. you that. And I often think that Strangers in the Night, uh, Strangers in the Night, as a live album, is often overlooked. I think when we look at all of the polls, you know, every and I'm and these are all great albums. Made in Japan, Purple always gets pulled out. Even mm-hmm. even Thin Lizzy's Live and Dangerous gets pulled out. Yeah. As a, I think there just seems to be a um, a, a roll call of albums. You know. Here's two I've never listened. Sorry, one I've never listened to. You're probably um, cheap trick. Yep, I've never listened to it, but it always gets Mm -hmm. added. And Michael Schenker's uh, Michael Schenker group live at Budokan. So everybody, you know, you know, and and I do think there will be rock fans, and I think that era, that era of UFO on that tour with Michael. Is just it's a phenomenal. Uh, sorry, slip. <laughs> it is a phenomenal album, and and to me, mm. UFO, UFO with Schenker was great. And you touched on it, you know. Um, we touched. I know we focused on the earlier part of the show on a tribute to to Eddie, but Pete Way and and Paul Chapman. Um, for me, I love the the headstone album um which is mm-hmm. the which is yep. the compilation and there's a hammersmith show from 1983 which i think is the um you'll probably help me out with which um ufo tour it was you might have might have seen uh, probably uh 83 would have been something like uh making contact i think uh, i there's one there's i'm trying to think of it it's the um neil i always remember the the lineup um uh the lineup was always Andy Parker. Um, I don't think Pete Way played live. This is when they had Paul Gray. Paul Gray was playing bass. Uh, oh right, oh, okay. With um, Neil Carter on guitar before he just before he went to Gary Moore, and then you had mm. Paul Chapman and Phil Phil, Phil Mogg. 
that is a live set. They open up with We Belong to the Night. Um, yeah. It's a great, great. So UFO, uh, do you know what, Matt? I will be investing in Strangers in the Night because it, what a phenomenal, phenomenal album that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And of course, just in time for Christmas. Just in time for well. Christmas. And and for those of you who can't wait for Christmas, like me, I have pre-ordered the, the Rock Legends um, Thin Lizzy box set. Um, 73, 74 unreleased tracks. I think with a band like Lizzy, um, there's a DVD in, in the box set as well too. Um, it's got um, a, a documentary, Bad Reputation documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it'll it'll be Lizzy. Loads of demos, which is great. Um, you know, I've collected a lot of the Lizzy stuff over the years. The, the Vagabonds box set, which was probably the last good collection of material, which had some of Phil's uh, solo material in it and some of the Grand Slam stuff. Which was which is which is a nice. If anybody wants, if anybody was to think about, I want to get, um, you know, a good collection of maybe f- four discs of Lizzie material. That that I would say go to Vagabonds. But if you're a collector of Lizzie material and you want to get stuff, um, which has got Snowy White on it, um, stuff with Gary Moore and stuff with uh, the classic lineup as well too, um. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Rock, uh, Rock Legends. Maybe, actually, what we do is, uh, I think it comes out 23rd of October, so it'll be out. Maybe um, next time we do a show, uh, if we mm-hmm. do one after, we'll do a little bit of a review in terms of the album. Um, but Yeah, of course. I can't wait. I know you can't wait, because uh, I know... Uh, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure you've ever mentioned this to anyone, apart from me, but you are a big Lindsay fan, of course. I am. I, and... I I've got... Sorry, no, go ahead. I've got a feeling they might be your favourite band of all time. Um, oh, don't put me under pressure there. There, there, is a, <laughs> there, there. there is a little band, there is a little band from Texas who aren't ZZ Top. I know, I know. And, but also three-piece. Um, yes. Which, um, which uh, maybe we'll park live albums for another day. I think that would be good. I, I think it's a, a discussion that could go on and on and on. Because I think everyone's got there. Everyone, if you if you took twenty rock fans, you'd probably get I don't know four hundred different albums. Maybe not that many. You know what I mean? You get all sorts of different permutations from you know Made in Japan to Live in Japan to Unleashed in the East and so on. So um, maybe we'll discuss that on another, on another day. That would be good. Um, um, apart from that, I say it's, it's it's good times for uh, for reissues. Um, the ACDC album is going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a couple of things that I've heard lately, which I think are excellent. Um, I heard a track today by the Ormond Betts band. Um, okay. Called Pale, I think it's called Pale Ghost Rider. All right. Um, just a fantastic song. You know, you just hear songs occasionally, you know, wherever you may be, and you, they just kind of, you know, you just sort of prick up your ears. Well, uh, yeah, so Pale Horse Rider, not Pale Ghost Rider, uh-huh. Pale Horse Rider by the Ormond Betts band, yeah. uh, which is obviously, you know, the sons of the original kind of guys from the Ormond bands, the Ormond Brothers band and so on. Um, so that was good. There's also, uh, on the, kind of in the same theme, um, the Brothers Os- Osborne have got a new song out from, uh, in fact, it's a title track from an album called Skeletons, uh, which I like the sound of. Um but I think the best thing I've heard at the moment is, and you, I think, would appreciate this because it features one of our uh, favourite guitarists, is uh, Royal Tea by Joe Bonamassa. Uh, uh, yes, now we're talking. Which fit, I, I think, I'm not sure it, it was written by, but certainly, or even if he's played on it, but certainly the album that it comes from, which is called Royal Tea, is uh, Royal, that's Royal Tea as opposed to Royalty. Yes. Um, is... Uh, was co-written by one Bernie Marsden, uh, Esquire, uh, late of Buckingham, Sheer. <laughs> uh, I read his book last week, uh, which I thought was quite entertaining. But um, I will come on to that. But uh, yeah, I, um, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the title track I've heard, and Bonamassa is, Joe, Joe, Bonamassa, Joe Bonamassa, of course, is hugely prolific, Yes, as we know, whether it's on his own or with Beth Hart or with Black Country Communion. Um, and... You know, it all seems to be pretty good quality. You know, he never really has. I mean, obviously, you know, some may beg to differ, but 
you know, whatever he's put out is pretty good. Um, I would agree. And, with, um, I, yeah, I, I, I have to say, Joe, Joe, over the year, I, um, I think, I think he's done. He, he must have done. He's done close, if not at least twenty studio. He's done twenty albums, and I think he, he, mm. he. There was a lot of product that he put out in the early days, and whether he was whether he was writing a lot on that, um, but I, I'm like you. I think the quality, the quality of the material. Um, that he's been putting out and the cool rights, you know, things like um, uh, Drive, which was on his, uh, one of his last albums, um, uh, Driving Towards the Daylight, where is, yeah. the, he, he is a songwriter song. and, he, and, he, and he brings in some really good um, lyricists, uh, lyricists um, Will Jennings. Um, has come in and uh, has written some, you know, good lyrics. Who obviously Will Will Jennings has written with um, Stevie Winwood, so he's bringing in good caliber of writers, and he's always got Kevin Shirley in his back, uh, you know, back him from a from a producer's perspective. And I look at I look at yeah. uh, at Joe's band. Um, you know, he's now got Reese Winans playing Hammond uh, on the keys. Um, you know, Anton Fig, who obviously. Um, was in David Letterman's um, house band for many, many years. He is just, he, he, he surrounds himself with good people, very, very, very good musicians and the quality of yeah. the product. Uh, you know, mm. I, I like you, um, I saw the Royal Tea um, box set, all nicely packaged, will be all... And he's just not, he's not saturating the market with, oh, here's a live album here and here's a, it's, it's good no. quality. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And similarly with, um, if you don't mind me saying, um, another artist who, f- sadly, it's, it'll be his last um, studio album is Fish. You know, mm. I, I wouldn't profess to be um, a, um, aficionado. A fish, a fish. <laughs> I see what he did there. Yeah, you see what I did there. Um, An aficionado, I love it. Aficionado. Yeah, um, but but Fish's, Fish's new album um, um, dropped a couple of weeks ago, um, Gardens of Remembrance, which was the lead-off single, which is brilliant. Um, recommend anybody who's free at six o'clock on a Friday night, watch Fish on Friday. He'll be talking about music, um, gardening. Um, mm. uh, he, he's um, So Fish, and, and you mentioned it earlier about bands putting albums back to coincide with tours it's a real shame yeah. that you know fish today on his website had just announced that his his next tour um which i think he had sh- scheduled um first quarter of next year has all been sort of um cancelled and, and and we're looking to the back end of the year and it's it's just a real shame for artists who who are putting product out uh, and and doing it the old school way, put your product out and tour it to, to yeah. do that. We're just not able to do that now these <clears> days, <throat> which is, um, uh, which is a real shame. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, I couldn't agree more. As I said, I did listen, I did watch, uh, watch, I did, uh, read, but I, I listened to it as an audio book. I must confess, uh, Bernie Marsden's, um, where's my guitar, uh, book. Last yeah, week, yeah, which I re- I, rec- I recommend actually. If you haven't read it, um, it's 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 pretty good. I love it. It's quite. I, I love it. It's yeah. well. It's well written. It's um, he's met lots of people. I mean, there there is a kind of a you know a kind of a a thread running through it. Let's say, but it's um, it's it's a good read. You know, it's I quite enjoyed it. Um, and the audio book comes with a, a bonus interview that he did with BB King back in 1978 backstage at. Hammersmith Odium, which is pretty good, yeah. Um, as well, so yeah. yeah all in all, uh, I was very impressed. While we're on the subject of Bernie Mars, well, um, well, exactly. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting because <coughs> obviously, um, is it? I'm trying to think of the lead off track. Is it Tea with Alice? Is a lead off track off Joe's? Um, that's certainly the one on uh, social media. A conversation with Alice. Conversation with Alice. Thank you. Conversation mm, with Alice. Yeah. But that's a great that's a great lead off track, and it'll be interesting. You know, you and me, you and me as old school um, vinyl people will be desperate to get our hold hold of the album to see what the credits are like, to see how which songs did Bernie write on and what did he play and and actually yeah. how many did he bring out the Beast and play the Les Paul on track four or whatever. Sadly, 
just while we're talking about new releases, mm. if you uh, yeah. if you don't mind me, um, I, and again uh, on a slight um, thin Lizzy um, thread, talking about some new material as you mentioned about the Almond Betts band, um, Damon Johnson, who was mm-hmm. um, in Thin Lizzy, um, and and I suppose is still in Thin Lizzy whenever they get back together to do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, Damon's got a new album coming out soon and his new project is called um, Damon Johnson and the Get Ready and they have just dropped, um, they've released a single called Battle Lessons, very, very good. Very, um, has a lot of Lizzie um, uh, references to it, but Damon's a great singer and that's that's another track that uh, people should ha- uh, have a listen to on their uh, preferred music provider. Indeed. I actually met Damon Johnson, as you know, um, at a meet and greet, and I asked him for his, for your, for his pick for you. Yes. But he, he'd already given it to a small child, which I think was quite nice because uh, they did a little kind of an acoustic. This is Black Star Riders and it was at Shepherd's Bush Empire well, about six, seven years ago now. And um, and I went up to him, a nice guy, and said, you know, can I have your pick, please? And he said, no, I've already given it to the kid, which <laughs> I thought was nice. Um, and he only had one, which I thought was a bit of an oversight. Um, but that's my Damon Johnson story. <clears throat> Um, nice I, guy. I, no, yeah, very nice guy. Very, lovely guy. He. Um, have you you've met Bernie Marsden though? Of course, haven't you? I've met I've met Bernie and I've met um um I th- they both have something in common actually. Both Bernie and Damon have signed the back mm. of one of my Les Pauls. I thought that might be the case. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Bernie, Bernie, Bern, yes. Um, so I've got uh, a number of um number of guitarists. All of the all of the members of Thin Lizzy who are, were alive around yeah. 2011, have signed it. Vivian Campbell has signed it. X, yeah, lovely. X Whitesnake. Um, Bernie has signed it and Damon Johnson signed it. And Damon's actually played it as well too. Um, and really, wow. really nice. Really nice guy. And and I and I and I I christened the name of that Les Paul Lizzie. Because I'm How that imaginative. How appropriate. <laughs> I thought for a minute you were going to say um, Vivian Campbell ex Def Leppard. I thought, do you know something I don't no, know? See, see, no, see. No. He is ex, well, ex lots of people, isn't he, really? I um, was, <clears throat> I have to say, with the lockdown piece at the moment, um, I sat last night and, and it's funny um, um, with the likes of Netflix and Sky Arts and uh, and and the things you can get on uh, on demand. I, I, uh, downloaded last yesterday evening classic albums and yet again watched um the classic albums hysteria and uh it's a cracker isn't it it is and and it's one of those things where when we were when we were talking about acdc earlier and as we talk with all of our friends and you kind of go okay name me name me the best rock album ever and I'm not going to, you know, I, in terms of if I was to say to you now, off the cuff, what would you say the best rock album of all time is? Uh, easy. It's uh, Back in Black. It's the perfect <laughs> rock album. It is. And I knew I, when I was thinking, of, when I was thinking about, uh, when I was thinking about us doing the show, I thought, we're going to talk about, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about 1980. We will talk about, Back and, mm. We'll talk about the new album. You'll we'll talk about AC. We'll talk about Back and Black somewhere. And I know if I if I ask Matt and go, um, what is the best rock album of all time? Matt will probably go Back and Black. I will I will go. I'm kind of with you there, but mm. there's there's a little gremlin in my in the back of my back of my uh, head going, Brian, 1987. You know, uh, it's it's hysteria. Hysteria! It is the greatest hits album, and you kind of go. I, I, I'm just there, there's this little bit of me that's going. I want to say hysteria, and say it. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a it is a great album, isn't it? I, you know, and I think on that classic albums thing, um, I forget who said it now, but they did they did set out. I'm not sure they set out to do it, but essentially, hysteria became a greatest hits album. You know, in one in one piece, it, um, and there are, and even the songs that weren't weren't hits, 
Yeah. You know, songs like Love and Affection and yeah. Run Riot and, um, you know, they, it's just, it's just, it is, it, I, 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 I know what you mean. It's up there, isn't it? Exactly. As a complete piece of work. I, and I often, right. yeah. And I, and for me, I, I, I think it's where you were, you know, in 1980, I was 10 years old. And if, and I would be lying to you if, if <laughs> in, in 1980, I certainly was not listening to uh, ACDC's Back in Black. That was not on my turntable. And I can probably remember what it what was on my turntable, and it and it certainly wasn't um, it wasn't back in black. So for me, th- when everybody talks about the you know the, what is the best year of rock, a lot of people will turn to 1980 and say yeah. that that's the year of rock. Well, I was ten years old. My year of rock is probably 1987 because I'm oh, look sure. I, I'm probably looking at. I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm. Think of the albums that are around at that time. You know, you're you're in the cycle of um, hysteria. I bought the sing. I bought Animal as a single. I bought the album. I even bought the box sets. So to me, Hysteria is a big album for me. Yep. Uh, but then 1987 from Whitesnake. You know, we talked about Bernie. You know, to me, the, the era of Bernie, like Slide It In, is my favorite. Whitesnake album always will be, but 1987 and MTV, Tony Kitten, um, yep. Vivian, Adrian Vandenberg, Still of the Night, and you're kind of going, there's 1987, App- Appetite for Destruction, still kicking about, Slippery. You're in that period yep. of, wow. And, and yeah, so, yeah. As you say, you can't knock bands for trying to make, you know, money in some you know, way, shape or form, whether it's reissues or digging out, you know, looking back down the side of the sofa for, you know, archive <laughs> stuff or lost tracks or I, whatever I, it might be. Yeah. I, and um, the, the bit I take an issue with is, and I'm a sucker for this as well too, what I like about buying, you know, if you if you look at something like the Thin Lizzy, the, the Thin Lizzy box set, there's 70, 70 plus unreleased tracks what I take, mm. what I take on bridge at these days, it's when it's when I've it's when I've bought when I'm on my third greatest hits album of a particular artist, and the only reason I'm buying it is because I only want two or three tracks. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's the bit I struggle with, and and you know, one of my we talked we talked about say White Snake for example, you know, I, I have no idea. I think. Um, White Snake are putting out a, a trilogy. It's like a red, white, and blue trilogy at the moment, where they're re, re, they've they've been remixing and and some of the um um you know some of the band um Joel Hoekstra, great guitar player. Uh, Joel, Joel's been um uh, tracking over some of the eighty seven, some of the later material that they've got yeah. and they've remixed it and and it's kind of like going so so you're playing you're playing material in at the the later stages of white stick it's being remixed it, they're adding mm. on new guitars there's no new vocals it's not a behind the the, the sofa it's just basically a, a remix and maybe mm. somebody doubling over steve Vai's tracks and i'm kind of going uh, why? Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. There's that, that's that fine line. into slight, slightly. Yes, exactly. You know, and I, and I think that probably, you know, if you're a completist, um, and we are with yes. different bands. Yeah. Um, and if you're a white snake completist, then you probably just, you know, have that for breakfast. Um, <laughs> doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong. You know, it's just no. one of those things, isn't it? It is. Bands yeah. have always done it. You know, it was done, you know, as you say, yeah. reissued, remastered, this, that, and the other. And why not? Um, while we're on the subject of Thin Lizzy, so one of the okay. features that we're going to do, um, as you know, because you decided we were going to do it, that's a good idea, <laughs> is um, a uh, <laughs> a quiz. Excellent. Not enough. Not because we're both owners of, um, I think we're both owners of, of Planet Rock Anorex, aren't we, Brian? Are you? Are you- if you're going to talk about what the prize is for winning the quiz in the series, if you're thinking about one of us has to maybe burn one of their anoraks, that's not fair. 
because you've got five <laughs> and I've only got the one. But if no, I've got three, I've only got three. Um, uh, which I don't know where they are actually. I mean, it's just lost somewhere. Who knows? Uh, well, exactly. Um, um, as you, as you know, during lockdown, to keep myself busy, I have been rec- I've been doing some recording, um, yeah. uh, recording some material. And very good it is too. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Everybody can go to our (coughs) YouTube channel, the Albert Mann Trio. Check out all the stuff that we've done. But anyway, um, one of the drummer, a good good pal of ours, Mark, um, um, massive Total fan, bigger Total fan than me. Great, great drummer. Mark and I were t- having a conversation last night, and Mark's actually reading Jeff a book about Jeff Picaro at the moment. Oh, really? You will not guess. I'll give you a. Uh, uh, th- this will be. It's a shame you're not a total fan, because this mm, is. But I do like it. Do you? Who okay. doesn't? Yeah. So, <laughs> a British light entertainment singer was muted. To be the original lead vocalist in Toto. Would you like to guess who that said light entertainment, English mm. light entertainment vo- uh, singer was? A bit of a singing, uh, song and dance man. It fried oh my, my noodle last night, Matt. I will <laughs> never listen to Hold the Line ever again. And the and the thought that this man could have been singing this song and this 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 is if my mark if my mate Mark Mark is is telling me uh, the mm. truth he he would would you would you have to have a guess you have to have a guess I'm gonna have a guess I'm gonna have a guess uh, of course the the if you like the classic song and dance man uh-huh. the the probably the, the the most not, probably the most well known. <laughs> that Britain has ever produced <laughs> is is Sir, Sir Bruce Forsyth. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, come on. Can you see? <laughs> well, you did say it was, it was left field. I, I, okay. Fair enough. I, I, I set it up that way. I, I, you did? I, I set it up that way. I, I no Can cl- you see? I have no clue. <laughs> Leo Sayer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I well, I mean, he had the hair. <laughs> no, no, no! You've completely bro- you've completely blown my noodle now because now I'm going to be thinking of um, Bruce Forsyth <laughs> singing hold singing "Hold the Line." But supposedly, mm. from from Mark, what Mark had said is when they were putting Toto t- when they were putting uh, Toto together as a band. Yeah. Before Bobby Kimball was in it, Leo Sayer was one of the um, um, singers, and he may um, he may have rehearsed with the band as well too. Wow! There you go. You know, I mean, that's not as far fetched as you might certainly not as far fetched as Bruce Forsyth, Bruce, Bruce Forta, <laughs> Brucey joining um, Toto, of course. Uh, which, but um, I mean, Leo Sayer was you know, a decent singer back in the day. Mid seventies, and and I guess timing right, timing wise, it you know could have worked. I mean, it could. It, there's you know, there's stranger things have happened. But yeah, thanks for bringing that back, and also that <laughs> little nugget about Leo Sayer. Um, but in a way, is it, it's, it's no different from um, Nasty Nick from EastEnders. John, what did John, he do? I forget. He sang. He, he was briefly the singer about oh, ten years ago, the singer of the Heavy Metal Kids, wasn't he? John John Altman, I think his name is. He was um, so nasty. Nick from not Nick Cotton from EastEnders was the singer of the Heavy Metal Kids. Um, but, so but, strange things happen. You but, know? There's a crossover between show business and and know, was the, the original and, and was the original guy was the original guy in the Heavy Metal Kids. Yeah, the Gary Holton. He was an Alvida's in pet. He was, oh. yeah, yeah, a really good singer. In fact, if you, there's a clip of Heavy Metal Kids on Old Grey Whistle Test, mm. and have a listen to it and tell me who you think he sounded like well do. as a singer. Well do. And, and then you'll know why he rehearsed, not rehearsed, why he, why he allegedly auditioned uh, for that, for a very successful late, 80s 
sorry, late seventies, early eighties band who lost their singer. Anyway, just check it out. It's oh, I will good. do. I'll we'll check it out. Gary, Gary Holton okay. and the Heavy Metal Kids. Basically, he auditioned, I believe, to be Bon Scott's replacement in ACDC, but I could be wrong on that. There's all sorts of names always um, mentioned in that context, isn't there? And, um, and do you know what? It's I. We could do an entire show about ACDC because I always, I always find it really interesting when you talk about the album Back in Black, and how I re- I'd really love to know how much you know that that fabled story of mm. how much of it had been recorded and how much of the lyric lyrical content was from Bond. Because yeah. it's really, you know, I, I I take nothing away from Brian. Brian Johnson's credited in the material and all that kind of good stuff, but it's just it's just interesting. Over the when you look at that seminal album, and you look, you, you know, to me when you look at Back in Black lyrically, it's just so smart and sharp. And Bond's yeah. lyrics are very. And then you move to the back end of their career, and we're back to play ball, rock or bust, yeah. or shot, yeah. the, you know, shot in the dark, you know, and I, maybe that's just how people end up writing, but it just was never as razor sharp as, as with Bond and that, that kind of little twinkle in the eye, the way mm. in which Bond wrote, you know, to me, how would it, when, when we, you know, something we'll do, um, we'll maybe do it in another show, which, which is kind of, um, Pick one of two where I'll just I'll just throw you some <laughs> I, 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 Roth or Hagar. That's what yeah, and, it, and it, I think we Hi. need to bring this evening's show to a close. Our first podcast, as Brian Johnson once said, I think it's time for us to pick up our balls, load up our cannons for a twenty-one gun salute. Thanks, Wise Matt. Words. Yes, thanks, Brian. See you next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Rock on.